light treason news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Meredith. Hello. Uh, did Harley totally fart on her way out of here? Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> or I think that maybe the food that oh, uh, was okay. uh, was a little okay. Well, right. Uh, Charles just came up to feed Harley, and she ran out of the room. And I was like, did she, as like a parting gift, fart? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past yeah. a dog, but you know, hey. Wow. Uh, guys, hello. Welcome to the show. Sorry I started with a dog fart. Mm. Um, it'll I'd only be uphill from here, mm. I promise you. And in, the, in a way, isn't that just sort of like the metaphor for life? Oh, yeah. That is true. Yeah. What we're um, all dealing with right now. Yeah. I'm just keeping it so real today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I didn't like want to ask you about stuff, but like. You're going through stuff right I'm now. I'm going through it. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, yeah, I got dumped. Boo. Never fun. Don't like it. Um, but that also means that I am uh, licking my wounds and generally sort of like feeling sorry for myself. So anyone that has fun recommendations for me oh, yeah. should uh, should hit me up on, uh, on Twitter and or the tubes. Yes. Um, cause I basically want to stay inside and watch movies all day. I get that. I feel that way even when things are going well for me. Mm. So at Meredith L. Clark, you got some fun recommendations for Meredith. Send them her way. But preferably not things that are too like revengey because it's not that oh, kind of a breakup. Yeah. It's not more like of like angry a, about it. No, yeah. no, no. This isn't, this isn't like when I got jilted. This is like Just a pretty sad. much more. Yeah. Sad. This is a sad, sad time. Yeah. For sure, guys. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. So yes. the other day, we got a Patreon question. Not to be a broken record, guys, but I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. And if you sign up at the $5 a month level or higher over there, you get to send questions that will answer on like trees and news. Yeah. So someone, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but they had a very good question, which was, you know, my sign up yeah. is... Um, Get, get out, out there, there and, and cause a little trouble. Yeah. So they wanted to know how you've caused a little trouble in your own life. And that can be like literally anything. Like Eric's example was before he left for his month-long tour mm -hmm. in Europe. He had to basically give his replacement a speech about like their duties. And his like little mini rebellion was he was like, and by the way, you're a person and you shouldn't be on call 24 hours a day. So like, just know that you're like a person. Yeah. So that was like his little act of rebellion. Yeah. Causing a little trouble. So it can be like something very, very minor. Mine was I was on the subway and a dude like went to touch me to like talk about my tattoos and I screamed don't fucking touch me and he like jumped back so that was my little causing a little trouble mm -hmm. I I also have a subway moment the other day while I was on my way to get broken up with a woman sat down next to me and uh just refused like couldn't stop sniffling and I mean, that was one of those moments where I was just like, oh, God, lady, like if you've got allergies or you're not feeling well, yeah. but like it was the real gross, like guttural kind of like, is this, you know, there was just a lot of phlegm going on there and it was yeah. consistent like every, con and at some point I just think I, I had like <laughs> a half used, I had a used Kleenex in my purse oh and my I was God. like, I swear to God, just take it. And uh, like told like said that to her and then proceeded to just like sit sit back and like wow. put my headphones back wow, in wow, which yeah. is more about me being a giant bitch than necessarily causing <sighs> trouble so I wasn't like fighting the man but 
I did I know. create I, conflict. I, th- I feel like that's... Maybe that's just because we have the same pet peeve. I'm like, I think that's valid. I don't know. I, I think especially if you don't live in New York City and you don't know what it's like to sit that close to a stranger who's like leaking from their face. <laughs> you don't know how fucking intense that is. Yeah. Um, it is okay to leak from your face if it's from your eyes. You are allowed to yes. cry in public. Oh, People are often I wanted to very ask cool. you about Oh, yes. Also, I totally cried all over public uh, several times in the last few days, that's which I also think is causing a little trouble because it definitely made some dudes uncomfortable. Good, good. They should be uncomfortable always. Um, yeah, I think that's when you become a true New Yorker, the first time you cry on the subway. Uh, but so this was like a thread that blew up in my little comedy community. Mm-hmm. So someone the other day posted that they saw a woman crying on the subway and it was uh, another woman who saw this woman crying. Mm-hmm. And she was basically like, I d- what should we do when yeah. we see that? And I was like briefly horrified by the idea of anyone approaching me mm-hmm. when I'm crying. Yeah. M- my favorite thing about New York is that, you know, anonymity that you yeah. can cry on the subway and strangers can see you crying and they leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. The, the polite thing to do is to not say anything. I sp- like, I think that you can go so far as to give a tissue or like, to someone if you have it uh, or hand you a little package of tissues but then you're supposed to go back to pretending like you don't see them okay I think that, like Wait, the acknowledgement let me, let me is, tell you some as as of you the go. shit that people said they did oh god one person handed them a note that <gasps> was like hey i've been there i get it it's okay you'll be okay and i was like and a lot of people responded really positively to that i was horrified by oh no that. that would not make me feel that good. would not make me feel good um there i think this next one was a little different because i think there was a dude involved i think a dude and his like girlfriend got into a screaming match and mm-hmm. she was crying and then she moved subway cars so a guy i know he's a very nice guy like followed and like sat across from her and was just like are you okay Mm-hmm. and she was like I'm fine thank you and he was like okay and then he left her alone and I was like that's okay I think I think he did that because he was like I think the boyfriend might be dangerous right I mean that sounds like you're trying to intervene in a conflict in a way that's as non-confrontational as possible not that you're like getting up in somebody's private yeah. business but the note the note I was like ah, if somebody I would be humiliated I would be like pretend you don't see me to me, that's like the the most respectful way to do yeah. or if, to handle that. If anyone had talked to me on Saturday, I would have been even more inconsolable. I think like you only make it worse like that. And I think like yeah. the point is like, there's always somebody crying. It's pretty typical. Like there's not, it's, it's as ubiquitous as suddenly realizing that there's no place to use the bathroom when you right. really have to pee. <laughs> like yeah. you just realize sometimes you're in public and it's, you got to figure you it gotta out. You got to cry. Like yeah. we spend so much of our time on the subway. I eat meals on the subway. I sometimes sleep on the subway. I, yeah. And then like sometimes you cry on the subway. It's yeah. just like part of our lives. Um, and how you deal with that is you fucking ignore it. You ignore it. You give that person a little like cone of privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh wait, I think I said something else about that. No, it's gone. It's gone. Oh uh, yeah. Another thing just seeing and it's usually a woman i feel like men act out physically 
ha- seeing a woman screaming on a cell phone. Oh yeah. Cause I've been there too. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm just like, every time I see that, I'm just like, Oh God, I, I feel for you so much. Yeah. Cause if you are screaming on a cell phone in public like that, like shit has gone down. Something has happened. <laughs> yeah. I had that, uh, I had that happen to me after at one point where I was, I was outside my office. I had to go take a phone call and I was just like, why are you even fucking calling me? And right. I'm just like standing in downtown Manhattan, screaming. like <laughs> screaming, like, don't you ever fucking call me again? I can't believe this. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm at work. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, I was walking past a woman the other day on like 8th Avenue and she was like, I cannot fucking believe you're pulling this shit again. And I was like, oh, I don't know who you're talking to, but I'm a thousand percent on your side. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've got to be there for it. Uh, so on yesterday's episode, we didn't really get two recommendations because I hijacked recommendations away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to know if there's anything you're reading, listening to or watching right now that's bringing you joy. Um, There. Uh, hmm. I finally watched um, Spider-Man Homecoming and thought it was delightful, specifically because Tom Holland is an adorable little hobbit of a human being. What a joy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, truly, if they needed to reboot Spider-Man yet fucking again, they found the perfect Spider-Man. I appreciate him a great deal more. Also, I will say I never actually liked the original. I thought that Tobey Maguire was actually a super shitty Spider-Man and really hated it. I think it was Um, because it was one of the first comic book movies that at least I was aware of. I had nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. But Jesus Christ, it did not age well. It did not at all. And also, like, I mean... That was a bad time for Kirsten Dunst. Like she was, should never have been a redhead. She's always like, <laughs> it was a weird you know. time, guys. Yeah, uh, she hadn't discovered that she's actually a good actress. I stand by that. Um, um, she totally you- is. Fargo is great. If you haven't, that's another one I could recommend. Is uh, Fargo, mm-hmm. the TV show. I've only watched the first two seasons. The third one is the one that has um, Ewan McGregor and Carrie Coon and Oof, it's uh, so good. several other people. So, gotta get on that. Um, because I love me some weird shit Ooh, and Noah Hawley is pretty amazing. That's another one we could deep dive into. Oh, I would totally, I would do that for I sure. I love Fargo. Um, yeah. But also thinking about that cause Kirsten Dunst was on Fargo with, um, uh, Jesse, Jesse. Clemens. Yeah. Um, who, and now they're like getting married and having a baby. And that actually makes me really happy because I can only imagine when they do get married, then several Friday Night Lights buddies will come back <gasps> and go to the wedding. Oh my God. Yeah. When the guy who played Matt Saracen got married, um, Jesse Plemons played guitar oh for them God. at the is, ceremony. I bet he's the coolest guy. He just seems like, yeah. Especially now that like Matt Damon is canceled. I appreciate that. We have like slightly a Matt weird. Damon we have like a like Matt, <laughs> a slightly lower rent, but ultimately yeah. much better, like more like talented, better, person. better, better yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Also, how good was he in Black Mirror? Oh my God. He was was terrifying in that mm-hmm. yeah nothing more terrifying than a, a man who's had his fifis hurt oh nerds sad nerd, nerds a nerd who had his fifis hurt oh <laughs> yeah uh Wait, dare i say it did he get revenge but then <gasps> he bl- oh there was a revenge of the nerds hey remember how there was just a rape scene in revenge of the nerds oh yeah and, and was that, like this is good and that whole movie was about how like the nerds become cool by becoming just as rapey and awful as the <laughs> frat guys. I mean, that is how you become cool, Meredith. You just rape oh, a bunch of people. You just like Duh. you just take on all of the terrible qualities of the like existing Your power oppressors. structure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So that <laughs> explains Kellyanne Conway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Then that is the story of Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> Good night, everyone. What if that was the end of the episode? Um, <laughs> 
Any other recommendations? Uh, listening, uh, reading, hobby-wise? Um, I am still... Let me see if I got any like really fun new podcasts that I've been listening to. I already to, recommended I... uh, Nicki Minaj. Man, I don't know if it's an anti-rec, but I have just been... Listen, him being a shitty person aside, mm-hmm. I used to genuinely be a fan of Kanye West, his music. Yeah. And I have just been universally underwhelmed by everything he's been putting out. Oh, yeah. The dude has lost whatever was going and on. And he's like, I'm going to put out like a million albums this summer. And everyone was like, awesome. And it was just like a bunch of like, okay, al- like very, I don't know if I would ever re-listen to any of them. No, I mean, and I, there's no reason to. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, there's not that much. Well, if I had talked about how I'm really enjoying Unspooled, the podcast. Unspooled? It's another Unspooled. Unspooled. Like a, like a canister of film. It's a, it's another, like, Earwolf. It's a uh, Paul Shear and another person. I forget. Oh, I love Paul like, Shear. Um, let me double checks because I feel kind of bad but the two like he and another like a film critic uh instead of making fun of bad movies now they're making their way through the AFI top 100 American films of all time and they kind of do like they do it at random and then they like talk about the 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 film they talk about whether they've seen it they talk about what they thought whether they think it deserves it um they'll do really cool interviews with people who are either connected to it or like connected to film the filmmaking or like have interesting things to like offer so at one point they interviewed like a professional stuntman to talk about the horse racing scenes and ben-hur or like they got someone from like the ucla zoo to talk about apes and primates when they did king kong um oh my god it is just so joy it's like i don't know i'm a huge movie fan and i'm a huge fan of like the old movies and i've seen a lot of the classics and a lot of the things on the i have lots of opinions on this stuff so the just listening to them like geek out about you know how much they enjoyed watching all about eve or how like thrilled they were by the process like watching the 1933 version of king kong which is like one you would never think of as something you'd be like this was utterly thrilling (laughs) um so it's it's just a joy and they're i think they're about a fifth i think they've gotten through like 10 or 11 now i want to hear the space odyssey one oh the space odyssey one is good also they interviewed the screenwriter of bonnie and clyde Oh, okay, cool. Um, so when they like, they go pretty seriously cool. deep and find some pretty amazing yeah. um, resources. Well, so, in like, case you guys couldn't yeah. tell, I'm already subscribed to it. <laughs> like any film <laughs> podcast, I'm like, I'm there. I'm, I'm watching it. Oh yeah, I'm listening to it. Just highly recommend. Also, it's really fun to listen to them hate on movies that they think don't deserve to be on the list. Oh, like, like which ones? Uh, oh, I mean, they definitely shit all over the Shawshank Redemption, <gasps> and okay. it makes I me- have. A- <laughs> a complicated relationship with Shawshank because like truly when I saw it you know it was like when I saw the Green Mile I was like in tears like it was I, I really did enjoy it but since then the more I watch it the more I am like is this not good oh no it is it is not good yeah no, it is is. Is, this, is this like it's, a bad movie <laughs> these movies are you know they're like painfully like it's it's upsettingly middle brow but it's, it is it's very middle of the road yeah on it was ubiquitous on cable for a good decade it's so, always on cable yeah. which is weird because there is a violent rape scene in it oh yeah and i'm i'm really looking for because i think that forrest gump is on the afi list from 2007 because i 
despise truly, that movie. Truly a terrible movie. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to like getting into like I just can't wait for the two of them to get really, really deep on hating baby boomers. Oh yeah. Um, because that's you know, that whole movie is just telling them that they're special and wonderful and mm-hmm. perfect. But aren't they? Um, aren't aren't oh, they are they not? They're I mean I thought they weren't, but maybe they are, and that's why they deserve to ruin the world for oh, us. Okay, that must like, be they it. Don't, we just don't need it after that them because that's be all it. that matters. Yeah. Have you seen okay. the slew of articles about like what else millennials have ruined? Oh, I have. Also, because I I really enjoyed the there was a Philadelphia magazine piece about millennials killing mayonnaise that okay. just came out. So that's so, what I yeah. saw. And if you read it, it's literally hilarious. what it comes down to is she doesn't want to have to order aioli, yeah. which is like aioli is mayonnaise, but it tastes good. Yeah. That's literally, I mean, I don't eat either, obviously, because so, egg, yeah, but yeah. like in terms of like veganese as well, yeah. they have Innocent. like vegan aioli as well. Yeah. And the aioli is just like a mayonnaise with a little kick to it. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. It's just got a tiny bit of spice, like a different kind of flavoring to it. It's the exact same right. process to make it. Um, also, veganese, pretty damn good. So yeah, you get like the, the flavor of it is awesome. And I will say that like... It is the superior condiment to eat with French fries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely um, true. And you like you can add it to things and it does make stuff creamy. The problem, and this woman seems to be like lamenting the end of an era in which things were just dripping in mayonnaise, uh-huh. which has so like, always been gross. Like That's not a thing that anyone should ever have wanted. And if you grew up in the Midwest eating somebody's horrifying oh, God. Uh, like pasta salads or weird dips, like you've experienced how too bad it mayo. is when there's too much mayo. Yeah. Or the horror that is someone feeding you like a, a salad and realizing they put Miracle Whip in it instead of mayonnaise. What the fuck? That's happened? Oh, yeah. you have, The bait and switch of Miracle Whip for mayonnaise is true one of the oh like world's most offensive moments it's like i just i wish i could describe it and i could give you the metaphor because it feels like it's it's like if you found out you were fucking somebody's identical twin instead <laughs> of the person you thought you were having sex with okay okay i didn't think that would be the analogy but okay um, i get it yeah whistle I don't know, like that was a probably bad metaphor, but yes, That's I, okay. was, I was. That's uh, yeah. But it also, like, yeah, I thought that was funny, and also the way that she described like her son not liking things with mayonnaise, and then she started talking about like, first of all, like people love deviled eggs, so the idea that they she's do. like some of the stuff she was talking about, but. I thought it was very funny. And apparently part of a book that she wrote that's, oh that's like... God, that's a book? Like a cultural that was, history hold on, of that was barely an article. And she, <laughs> she has a book about it? I could have sworn I saw that there was a book about it. Regardless, it was hilarious. Well, and I'm glad to know that we've killed mayonnaise in addition to department stores. And Did um, you hear about the latest one? We've uh, ruined the sizes of hotel closets. Oh, is that because... Yes, because we like small things instead of how we can't afford anything except right. pod hotels. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, it's not that we're all broke and buried in debt and can't find jobs. It's that we prefer tiny suitcases. Yeah, we want to be like everything needs to be grammable. And so therefore, how dare we use closet space? Right. Like, just that's Taking up my gram space. That's what I'm always screaming at everyone. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. taking up my gram space. That's right. When somebody's like, why did guys, why did you kill this new thing? Did it for the gram, Did it man. for the grams, baby. Those follows. Hot, hot follows. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been ridiculous. <laughs> guys, Sorry, guys. It's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. It's okay. We'll get through it together. 
Let's all be adults about it. Here is your bad news. Guys, are you all registered to vote? Oh, I hope you are. There are big things happening. I hope you are. It's pretty easy to figure out if you're uh, registered to vote or not. You can look it up online. And then uh, there's also instructions there how to... Yeah. Uh, Google's and, your friend. And you know? also, if you have registered to vote, it can't hurt to double check that you still are because yes, I just as did that. many people uh, have discovered through computer glitches and intentional voting roll purges, people are uh, being deregistered and removed from ro- voting rolls without their consent or knowledge and then had been, you know, showing up to vote and realizing they're in trouble. So exactly. it's worth like double checking online, calling, seeing in person, um, especially if you live in a place that has any elections that are contested coming up this fall. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I that was just my PSA for the bad news because uh, the bad news is that an 11-year-old, <laughs> 11, changed the results of Florida's presidential vote at a hacker convention as like Ooh, a demonstration yeah. about how easy it would be to do that. Um, so, uh, first of all, what were you doing when you were 11? Mm, definitely not hacking. Are you sure? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, when I was 11, it was 1993, so I definitely wasn't hacking. Okay, yeah. Oh, true. Maybe we had a computer? I think we just got our first computer. Oh, I was, I was probably playing Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, um, and maybe signing on with AOL. Ooh, we were getting those. Yeah, yeah. Yep, we were mm-hmm. getting those uh, super cool discs. Yeah, in those the mail. sweet, sweet free minutes of. Uh, were they floppies? No, they were CD-ROMs. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. I was like, are we that old? Okay. No, no, we're not. <laughs> are we both dead? Are we ghosts? <laughs> Is anybody hearing this podcast? Can you hear my voice? Hashtag Light Trees and Pod. If you can hear my voice, I think I'm dead. All right, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so this was at the 26th annual DEF CON gathering. It was the second time the convention had featured a voting village where organizers set up decommissioned election equipment and watch hackers find creative and alarming ways to break in. Last year, conference attendees found new vulnerabilities for all five voting machines and a single e-poll book of registered voters over the course of the weekend, which, of course, caught the attention of both senators introducing legislation and the general public. Uh, so this year's voting village was even bigger in every way, with equipment ranging from voting machines to tabulators to smart card readers, all currently in use in the U.S. So it isn't like this is stuff that's been decommissioned. This is the yeah. stuff that we're using right oh, yeah. now. And these are, you know, um, and our equipment is uh, not, like that stuff we're not using, it's uh, not great. So this is pretty distressing. Right, right. Um, and yeah, it just goes to show that like the, uh, the concern over uh, voting security isn't overblown. Um, that it is actually a, a huge deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people think it's like sort of like a conspiracy theory. Like, oh, no one could actually ever hack into our systems. And it's like, 
I always try to be um, cautious because it's sort of like, listen, do we have millions of, of bigoted people in the United States yep. who voted for Donald Trump? Yes. We do. We don't need hackers to like invent no. those numbers. We already have a huge racism, misogynism, um, whatever ism problem you can think of <laughs> in the United States. However, what we've been seeing over and over in these presidential elections are very close elections. Yeah, and places where they, uh, there are things that could have very easily swayed. Like when a voting machine goes out of commission during uh, in a, a voting location mm-hmm. that there are lots of people trying to, to go, then suddenly they're all pa- casting provisional ballots because they can't count them. Right. There's no, uh, many of them don't actually have paper record, like paper right. record sections, so there's no way to tell what they were originally supposed to be. Right. This is, um, you know, there's, you find yourself really worrying exactly what's ac- what's happening when it comes down to these places where there's a few hundred or a thousand votes. I mean, this is what's happening in Kansas right now. You've got uh-huh. Chris Kobach. He was uh, the the margin was 191 votes. Can you imagine if you've got like someone able to to like mess even a tiny bit I mean, with just voting machines to, there? To switch over 200 votes is nothing. Yeah, like that that could easily be done. And some of them get disqualified because they say, "Oh, there were glitches." Right. So, exactly. So uh, this is what happened at DEF CON. There's this uh, young girl. Her name is Audrey. Um, so organizers set up a semicircle of computers preloaded with copies of Secretaries of State's websites to allow young children to try to alter the appearance of a vote result. While such an attack wouldn't change actual votes, simply changing the appearance could cause havoc on election day and reflects a tactic Russia did employ in Ukraine in 2014. So this is actually something Russia did uh, in Ukraine. So notably, the kids were instructed to use a simple database hacking tactic called SQL injection, the same tool the U.S. had said Russian hackers used when targeting state voter registration databases in the summer of 2016. So Audrey, who's 11, um, within minutes had figured it out and made it appear that libertarian candidate Daryl Castle had won Florida's presidential vote (laughs) in 2016. (laughs) Uh, And she said, basically, what you're doing is you're taking advantage of it not being secure. Oh, from the mouths of babes. Yeah, from an 11-year-old. So, guys, it's very easy to hack our voting machines, and that should really concerned people. Obviously, what you should be more concerned with is uh, people being knocked off of the voting rolls. Yeah. Because that's happening in way bigger numbers. And the Rus- uh, the Russians, the, Ru- <laughs> the Republicans have been very successful in doing that. Uh, and they're targeting um, minority voters yeah. because they know they vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. So that obviously should be the number one concern, followed probably by gerrymandering followed by vote hacking but that i do think vote hacking should be on everybody's radar as well and hopefully your radar won't get hacked by the russians Mm, watch out for that watch out guys also in bad news Uh (coughs) more bad news yeah so um this has to do both with the california wildfires and the trump administration so you know it's going to be a shit show yeah so uh this is from gizmodo um And it's about how the White House is using California wildfires as a pretext to seize control of state waterways. Also known, if you've ever read Naomi Klein, as Mm. the shock doctrine. Oh, I see. Now also, it's like, that that doesn't even 
work to fight the fires. That is true, Meredith. That is true. Uh, so the Trump administration has moved to have the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration take control of California water management under the official rationale of fighting the state's rampaging fires, saying that the water, quote, should be prioritized for wildfire response instead of endangered species protections. And, you know, because the endangered species aren't also affected by the wildfires. Well, also, the water that's being used to protect endangered species would not have prevented what's happening in California right now. What's happening in California is... A result of climate change. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that there is now a fire... At the time I covered this, it was as big as Los Angeles. It's probably bigger than Los Angeles right now. Yeah. And I mean, there's three burning simultaneously now, right? And so it's all like considered part of the same complex now. Yeah. Um, it's merged, guys. Great news. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that... It, this is a red herring, you know, like it absolutely has nothing to do with the endangered species being protected by California. So the commerce directive announced a directive on Wednesday, ordering the national Marine fisheries service, which is a sub agency of, uh, the NOAA to facilitate access to the water needed to fight the ongoing wildfires affecting the state of California. So that more or less cuts California Fish and Wildlife, which works with the MFSFS to regulate state waters out of the process. Um, so the directive would allow federal officials to overrule protections for threatened and endangered wildlife. I mean, this is so obviously the <laughs> Trump administration just hating the environment. Yeah. Well, Whether just hating the environment and also telling Californians to just go fuck, fuck themselves. themselves. Yeah, like yeah. The, anytime they can come in, which is weird, right? Because they're yeah. conservatives. They're doing the thing that conservatives usually hate, which is the federal government coming into a state and saying like, oh, look at all your cute state laws. It'd be a shame if something happened to them. Yeah. I mean, state right, states' rights, though, only count when you're talking about abortion and slavery. Right. Exactly. Um, and segregation, so, yeah. Oh, right. Speaking of slaves, also basically slaves are fighting the fires. Oh, yeah. And like, I have listened to so many stories that like glowingly talk about this where they're like isn't it such a cool program they're putting these prisoners to work they're getting paid two dollars a day to fight raging rampaging wildfires and because their felons are not allowed to become firefighters for real after they're allowed to get out right uh oh and by the way like these fires, and I, I guess it should go without saying, but I'll just remind you guys, are extremely deadly. A firefighter just died yeah. fighting them. Oh, I love on this independent headline where in the deck it says, the program can save the state up to $100 million a year in firefighting costs. Yeah, you know how you, what happens when you can use slaves? You don't have to spend money. We're saving a lot of money because we got all these slaves. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's a, great. Super efficient cost-cutting measure, guys, yeah. but um, maybe yeah. there's an ethical and, issue. And it almost like uh, we just, we just historically speaking, already learned this lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it's immoral to use slave labor. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, like, and the fact that they're like, well, <laughs> I remember there was a, a podcast <laughs> I was listening to that was like, 
well, they're not high security prisoners. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not what the concern is. The problem isn't that they're going to run away. It's that they're going to burn to yeah, death I'm in like, an out of control blaze. I don't blaze. care what they were charged with. It's the fact that you're using slave labor to put out the California wildfires. It's like the perfect American story, right? Yeah. We've got climate change. We've now got the fucking Trump administration trying to like do away with environmental protections. We have slave labor and we have the prison industrial complex yeah. all at the same time. So, and I, and I mean, let's like also just like quickly say, it's like, yeah, we're kind of making a lot of comments about slaves here. Now, technically they are being paid at least a tiny bit. That's However, true. when you are incarcerated and your freedom has been restricted by the, like by the government and the prison industrial complex is involved, is uh, responsible for your existence, you're not making these decisions right. in a, you know, a way that isn't essentially coerced. And so you're, you know, we're, it's like sweatshop labor. I guess, yeah, we should say that. I, I do hate when people call things slavery that are not slavery. Although there is like, and clearly if you talk about the new Jim Crow and there's like that slavery, there's a lot of overlap. Is, the, the overlap and the connection has been made by many activists and many prison abolitionists. So this is yeah. not like out of it's like not it's in crazy, the realm but like, of slavery but yeah, but yeah it, i think it would I be disingenuous to call it slavery since they are being compensated but yeah i think you could say sweatshop labor yeah i mean and you know this is stuff and so yes the idea that when people are like making money when they're in prison is like bullshit they're making <laughs> like yeah 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 like they're not opening savings accounts a dollar a day guys a dollar a day yeah um so do we have time to talk about this i think so uh even more bad news? Oh, can you believe? Yes. Um, so the Cincinnati Police Department is now under intense scrutiny after an off-duty police officer used a taser on an 11-year-old black girl. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Prompting allegations of excessive force, yep, and raising new concerns about how the department uses tasers. So this incident happened at a grocery store on Monday. According to local reports, off-duty police officer Kevin Brown was working as a security guard at the store and suspected 11-year-old Dinesha Gowdy of shoplifting. The police department noted that she was seen placing food into a backpack and did not stop when Brown approached her as she left the store. He then fired his taser, striking her in the back. That is not okay. There's so much in this that is fucking awful. So the fact that she was taking food. So it's like she's 11. Okay. Yeah. So like I'm trying to think back to like when I was 11, if I had shoplifted, what would have happened? Yeah. Never would have been tasered. Never would have been physically I don't even touched. think they would have even called my parents. They probably would have just kicked me out of the store. Maybe kicked me out of the store Maybe, like, told me to open the bag. Maybe called my parents. Yeah. Never would have, like, physically attacked me. Yeah. Um, then the fact that she was taking food. So it's like, what is this poor girl's, like, situation, situation? that she's trying to steal food? She's because trying people to steal tend food. not to steal food just because they want to. Yeah, like, maybe a candy bar if you're a kid. But, like, when I was, like, a shitty teenager, I was shoplifting, like, material stuff I wanted. I know, I was ripping like things off from Claire's Yeah, or yeah, something. like, Claire's, like, like, you know, like, cheap, like, earrings and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so she's stealing food, which is super fucking sad. But then also the fact that this guy's a cop, but he has another job. Yeah. As a security guard uh, at a store... Also strikes me as being like, 
really fucked up. Yeah. Like, like you know, he's not doing there, this because he at, yeah. like his enthusiasm for guarding things. Like he's probably working a second job because he's broke. Yeah. Or or not doing super well as an officer. Not to excuse his behavior or anything, but like that detail sort of jumped out at me. Yeah, I mean, and also I think it's pretty common for off like police officers to have like to work off duty as security guards, which I think is sort of weird and terrifying in its own right. Because like if you're the kind of person who's an actual cop, then you're going to behave like an actual cop when working as a security guard, as well, opposed to you know, which means that you're like almost certainly more likely to use force on someone. A hundred percent. Also, the fact that like you're going to be really tired and overworked, so then when you go back to your job as an officer, yeah. Like maybe you're, you know, moody because you're tired and like you're not going to make great judgment calls because of that. Um, But anyway, yeah, obviously the main story is that this grown man, an off-duty police officer, used a taser on an 11-year-old girl, black girl, important detail, which by the way, we know tasers, tasers when they were originally introduced to the public were like the non-lethal force option tasers can 100 percent kill you yeah there's a reason why they talk about less lethal less lethal methods rather than non-lethal methods now so you know yeah because there's all sorts of conditions like obviously i mean tasers have been used by police officers on like grandmothers and pregnant women and those i think obviously people can understand why those are health risks but the thing about tasers is you can't see inside a person and know if they have a bad heart. Right. So if you suddenly shock them with a ton of electricity, you could easily stop their heart. Mm-hmm. Tasers are not meant to be used on minors. No. An 11-year-old girl, like, you could stop a fully grown man's heart that way, let alone they, a child. People have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let alone a child. So, like, how is that not attempted murder? You know, like, that's fucking, that's beyond. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, now the department's uh, in a little bit of hot water. Yeah. And are what, they're uh, reviewing their use of force? Like, yeah. That's usually the standard response yep, where they're yep, like, yep. We'll, we'll launch an internal investigation and, you know, put him on desk duty for a little bit. Um, so the Cincinnati Police Department has uh, been criticized in the past. Last year, the department was criticized by local politicians and accused of displaying, quote-unquote, horrible judgment after officers used tasers on two unarmed black men, one of whom had recently undergone spinal surgery as they stood in their mother's living room. The officers had been called to resolve a dispute at the residence. That's why you don't call the cops to settle disputes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they should have their tasers taken away. Yeah, they and should definitely, definitely have to get their, their toys. guns. <laughs> like, all of it. You can't take the tasers and leave the guns and be like, "All right, guys, take her easy. You guys, you you know how to use stuff. You'll be fine." Um, yeah, maybe we, we stop giving cops weapons. <laughs> I don't know. Do it like we do in other countries. Yeah, you know, other countries did it and they seem to be okay. So. And I mean, uh, the Cincinnati cops are not great. They're, uh, they're not good. They're, yeah, they're they've they've had some good. problems. They've killed some people. Lots yeah, of people. You know, like and, most uh, cops everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Killed some people. Mm-hmm. There are no good cops. Anyways, guys, it's that time of the show. Are you jumping up and down? I hope you're not driving. Don't crash your car. Here's your good news. <laughs>
this is really good news, potentially good news. So we've been talking about Paul Manafort, the the trial that's happening right now. Um, so the defense today, literally like two minutes ago as we're recording, uh, rested and they didn't call any witnesses. <laughs> Which is usually a sign that you know that the case is really going to happen no matter, like yeah. whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And generally speaking, you're not confident that you can make it any better for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, you fucked. Yeah. So uh, Manafort's lawyer, Kevin Downing, rested his case Tuesday morning. Um, the decision not to have Manafort testify came after Judge T.S. Ellis III rejected a defense motion to dismiss the government's case on the theory that it failed to meet its burden of proof. I mean, this is, uh, there were multiple people that got up on the witness stand and said, yeah, he, uh, he needed my help doing some crimes. And then we did crimes together. Uh, we crimed so hard. So just as a reminder for everyone, Manafort is accused of hiding millions of dollars in income he received advising Ukrainian politicians. The defense has tried to blame Manafort's financial mistakes on his former assistant, Richard Gates. And yeah. unfortunately you can't he can't blame his taste in ugly clothes <laughs> on that guy. So <laughs> like, yeah. This is my favorite scandal. It's my favorite one. Oh uh, God, that shit was hideous. Ostrich and python and rugs. And short sleeved leather jackets. Oh, why? If you're gonna get a leather jacket, why does it have short fucking sleeves? <sighs> Paul? That would be my question. Yeah. If I, I mean, was on I, the jury, I would just be shrieking that at him. Yeah. I am also, like, very pleased that, that the fashion crimes of Paul Manafort also brought us the benefits of um, Buzz Bissinger, the author, writing about <laughs> how, like, the terrible taste that he has, specifically from the perspective of someone who has a leather fetish. And so it's <laughs> funny literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on high-end leather goods. Uh, see, I never <laughs> thought the Trump administration would result in me finding out who has leather fetishes. Right. Well, I wasn't ready and I should have been 2018. You bitch. You surprised me. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of this defense, or I should say the trial in general came down to if, people were going to believe Richard Gates right. because he's shady as fuck too. Mm -hmm. And he was like one of the main witnesses against Paul Manafort. And it's like, do you want to believe a shady guy talking about another shady guy, especially if the first shady guy got immunity for ratting on the second shady guy. So it was all about like, do people believe Paul Manafort is this shady? And I, I think yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also think like the, the sort of question is like, yeah, if you're unreliable, like there's a certain element of like, if this person is the main witness, like, is he that unreliable? It's like, really? You can't like, I think it's very hard to imagine reasonable doubt in a situation where someone has so clearly done so many stupid things right out in the open. Right. Um, that, that that was a conspiracy or some sort of plan by someone in the past. Like, there's just nothing, you know. Um, man, I hope that his uh, his daughters get drummed out of polite society. Oh, my God. I mean, the thing about Paul Manafort is it's weird to be in this position because we're not talking about, like, that he's going to serve, like, five to ten in, like, some kind of, like, luxury prison white, collar prison, white yeah. collar prison where they have like yachting and stuff like that like we're talking 
potentially life sentences. Yeah. Like, is it? It turns out that if you do financial crimes, you can face serious consequences. Which is weird because, like, especially we're we're the generation that you know lived through the financial meltdown. Yeah, where like nobody saw serious. Oh, yeah. prison time. So it's weird to think that. Paul Manafort's now facing like over a hundred years in prison. I know it, it could, makes sense. Yeah, but it, although at the same it time, like I would, I would certainly welcome a distribution of his prison sentence all of them. towards like Lord Blankfein yes. and um, Peter Thiel and a bunch of other characters. 100%, like, yeah, I would totally, totally the Hank Paulson, like all of the the people yes. who were like the architects of the the because uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah. what Paul Manafort did wasn't necessarily unique he was just flashy as fuck about yeah. it he really was like sloppy and loud and ostentatious and beyond the pale which is why i think it was so relatively easy for robert Mueller mm-hmm. to scoop him up and be yeah. like this asshole should be in jail well and i'm sure that some of the reasons why he's facing so much prison time is because they were hoping to um have that be an incentive for him to to roll over on more people, you know, like you, you start with, we're going to send you to prison for a hundred years and maybe we'll let you out to hang out with your grandkids if you uh, give us the president. But But then if you're Paul Manafort, you have Trump promising that he'll pardon you. Right. So it's like, maybe he's just really gambling on the fact that he's going to get that pardon. I mean, who knows? Something tells me that even if he does get pardoned, it won't be long before he gets caught for doing (laughs) some more crimes. (laughs) Wearing an ostrich headdress and oh, committing several God. counts of fraud. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, probably. God, just looking at the picture that's up on this Huffington Post story is making me sick because his tie is so ugly. Like, I hate when people with money don't have good taste. Yeah. Like, hire a stylist if you're that hopeless. I know. Well, and I mean, especially like if you can't have style when you're wearing like a regular goddamn suit, you have done something horribly wrong. Right. And now I'm just thinking about, um, the Luan DeLassab's money can't buy a class. (laughs) God, I was just going to bring that up. Money can't buy a class, honey. Money can't buy a class. That's like me sounds like Cher, but also (laughs) like, that's sort of what I imagine. You sounded better than Luann singing. (laughs) Uh, Hey, remember how she went to jail? That was weird. Yeah. Um, She's in rehab now, I think she is. She is. Uh, so in the little bit of time we have left, I wanted to ask you if there was anything like you're looking forward to or that you did recently that made you happy or if you had advice for people about like self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I will say I'm really looking forward to going to see Black Klansmen because Ooh, I have yeah. heard amazing things about it. And um, funny story, I was... Um, just like laying around on Sunday feeling lousy, get a text message from my mom to me and my sister that says, just got done from, just got out of Black Klansman. Spike Lee's best. Blah, blah. She was very, she said lots <laughs> of great things. And then I thought about it and I was like, my 72 year old parents went to see Black Klansman on opening weekend. On their own. Like, did you tell them? <laughs> no, do that? they did it. Like, I had no idea they That's were even amazing. aware that the movie was coming out. I so love that. I was really pleased. It's like, yes, their, their blockbuster, weekend blockbuster opening was to make sure they could go see the new Spike Lee joint. Um, That's awesome. So I'm really excited about that um, and also have heard wonderful things. And I guess there's also yes. like some pretty interesting, I've, I've read a couple of, of things just a little bit about. Um, how he actually does good work on indicting white womanhood mm. in its complicity. Okay. Um, and I mean, if you've ever seen um, Girl Six, 
you know that Spike Lee can sometimes have some very serious problems yes. when it comes to writing women. Um, like but, um, a lot of yeah. male writer directors we yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But this is at least something that's more in his wheelhouse given the critique he's trying to make and, you know, I can't wait. But um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm going back to Wisconsin next week. Oh, I will yeah. be there for seven full days. And I think we'll be spending some time out in nature, wandering the hills, maybe going to my family's house in the country. That's lovely. Um, don't worry, guys. It's not fancy. And it's not actually <laughs> ours. It's some other family members. But we just use it sometimes. Um, and like hang out with the cows. Um, That's oh. going to be so relaxing. Oh yeah, I'm going to eat so many goddamn cheese curds yeah, and yeah, you are. watch the like watch the sunset um, over the rolling hills of southern Wisconsin. That sounds amazing. Um, so that'll be really nice, and I'm excited. And when it comes to self care, like one thing I I will and I can't believe I'm saying this, but just give yourself a like. Don't be afraid to take more than one shower during the day if you're feeling lousy. Oh, my God. Especially if your air conditioner gets knocked out of your window by two other air conditioners. Yeah. Take multiple showers don't, during the day. Don't be worried about it. You can definitely... It's good to cool down. It's also just sometimes nice when you realize, oh, yeah, this is something I can do that's nice for myself. I can, oh, like, yeah. give an extra, you know, just, like, stand out of the water and enjoy it. Um, I listen to podcasts while I'm in there. Same. Same. It's I nice. do, too. Yeah. Put in a cup. It's like you got it hooked up to some speakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet everybody knows that hack by now. But guys, <laughs> if you put your phone in a cup, it naturally amplifies it and you don't need speakers. Oh, that reminds me I have to get my portable speaker back from Or just get a friends. portable speaker. Um yeah. But it's still it's sitting at a friend's house and I have to get it back. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So those are my let's see, and I'm definitely looking forward to that going. I love it. Like um yeah, once again, like I will I will pull together some recommendations on crafting because man, it is fun. Ooh, yeah. We got to do a deep dive into that. Yeah. I think people would enjoy that. Uh, my recommendation is very simple and you're all already aware of it. But gifts, gifts are awesome. And they are pronounced gifts. Yeah. If don't you come even at, come me at me with this GIF nonsense, I will strike you in the throat. GIF is a peanut butter. It's a peanut butter. Thank you, Meredith. GIFs are the animated images we all love to use as our reaction emotions online. I Once I have the ability to swiftly respond with GIFs, on every platform, I will no longer use words. Mm-hmm. I will just use images. Um, the other day, I tweeted this, but my computer was like, "Hey, you're running out of memory," um, and I was like, "Oh no!" And it was, I, and I was like, "What should I do?" And my computer was like, "Oh, you could delete some gifts." And I was like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> I keep very, I think a very small number of gifts on my computer. Most of them are from the movie The Guest mm. with Dan Stevens. Do you um, have 900 megabytes of gifts? No, I do not. I do. Oh, Allison. It's a lot. I have a lot of gifts, but basically I want one for every type of mood I could have. So I'm a very complicated person, so I need a lot of gifts. Um, I don't know if I have any from the guest. But you should, because there's one where he opens the door and he's shirtless, and it's really like important to just have that as a hubba hubba hubba. Oh, maybe I should just like have that image for science purposes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. There is okay. also one where he um, takes two hand grenades and rolls them. He goes, <laughs> I love them that up, one. And then throws oh, them and, and rolls them down the end. Yeah, I use that one very often, especially during uh, political debate season, because <laughs> there's almost always a moment during the evening where I'm like, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> I love. Oh, Meredith, do you realize we're going to have to sit through a debate season again? 
Uh, I know. Oh, well, I guess we are recording this on Tuesday, and so that means that by the time this comes out, uh, we'll know the results of the gubernatorial primary in Wisconsin. Yep. Also, we'll know, um, you know, we'll have results of Minnesota's primary as well. There's four today, and uh, both there are some very interesting races happening in are both states. Are you feeling optimistic about them? Oh, God, no. Yeah. I would never be optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I'm optimistic about Ilan Omar because okay. she's a badass, and she's going to be, like, a young Muslim woman like Somali refugee like who's going to end up taking Keith Ellison's congressional seat so she'll be I representing mean, Minnesota um Keith Ellison being, we we have not talked about the, uh, yeah. the allegations but he's probably also canceled yeah. if um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's like that's bad news we don't need to think about yeah, it yeah we're like, the good news section but she's um but she's incredible and a really really wonderful young uh young woman she's like 35 Mother oh, of her wow. kids, like total badass, wears a headscarf, and she's gonna end up in Congress. I think, like, that's fucking amazing. Gonna, there's no way in hell because that that district is heavily the city of Minneapolis. So there's, yes. um, it's not like if she's running outside, like in the sort of former Michelle Bachman area. She's actually in a place that's very urban and like mm -hmm. represented by a lot of, has a lot of like diversity and and awesome. young people. So that's good. And then that is yeah, good news. things in Wisconsin. Like Tammy Baldwin's probably gonna win because she's great and nobody can think like they can't find somebody to run against her that actually works. Mm -hmm. um, but Scott Walker is probably gonna gonna win the mm -hmm. governor again. And like, I thought he was uh, falling in the polls a little bit. He is, but there are eight people running for the Democratic oh, nomination. Ugh. Maybe there's seven now. But the you know I I love uh, they Kelda Helen Roy, another young woman who's. Mm -hmm. um, you know, had been in the state legislature, then she ran like NARAL or something. And then I think she also, um, but she did a, a great ad where she was actually breastfeeding her daughter while she was doing the ad. So Hell it became yeah. this like very cool kind of viral moment. Um, oh, I bet that made so many dudes so mad. Oh, I'm sure it did. Oh, they were probably so <laughs> mad. But it was great. And I, I think she's wonderful. And I think she has a little potential, but like, that's cool. There's a lot of, uh, it, it, it's going to be an uphill battle for whoever. So, and I just care because like, Midwestern political victories make me happy. Hell yeah, they do. I'm also from the Midwest. I get it. Yeah. Wisconsin's a weird state, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, not that there's a normal state, but Wisconsin politics are lit, man. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, we were the first place with the first socialist mayor. Shout out to Milwaukee. Breck, breck, breck. Um, and also responsible for the 40-hour work week, again, through breck, violent breck, breck. union protesting. Yeah. Um, when unions get violent, yeah. good stuff happens. Location of the first official occupation in the United States when it came mm -hmm. to things because people uh, <laughs> protested and <laughs> occupied the state capitol. I I'm so corny. I still <laughs> go back and I watch those montage videos. Oh, that Some kid is so, so, so good. good. Yeah, with the music and, and then yeah. the union show up. Oh. It's, it's the only time I like to listen to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> it, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh my God, I'm specifically, I'll, I got a link to it. Yeah, it's uh, still so inspiring because those people are all like, and yeah, it was when the when the firefighters show up with their bagpipes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I cry every single time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so good. There was another one. There were a bunch of them during that time, like between Wisconsin and like when Occupy just started. Man, we got some really good creative types on our side and they yeah. were making some real inspirational videos and I was pumped. <laughs> you know, 
too bad the world has gone to shit now. Hey, hey, it goes in waves. It'll be back again. All right. Somebody make some good art for us, please. Yeah, please make montage videos to get us all fired up so we occupy again. <laughs> exactly right. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> guys, please follow Meredith on Twitter at Meredith L. Clark. Please go to latetreason.news right now and smash that donate button. Keep us going for as little as $5 a month. You can also go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month if you want the window podcast. But if you want to send questions, $5 a month. Uh, do the online hangout is $10 a month. And uh, $50 a month is you get a freaking handwritten letter from me, plus all those other benefits. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I do have plans, guys, in the future, because money is an issue right now. But eventually, I would like to bring you merch. Mm. That's also uh, the great Nate Bear sent me some art that oh, I'm very excited very to exciting. slap on some merchandise and have you guys be able to purchase. So, yeah, that's that's in the works as well. Thank you to everybody who gave me feedback at the Patreon poll. I see you. I recognize you. I will bring you more of the content that you want to hear. I have some uh, bonus episodes uh, in the works right now. I do have plans to write more because I should <laughs> be writing more. Uh, and yeah, thank you for all the feedback. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay. I'm pretty happy to just sort of be here as your sidekick. Oh my God, sidekick, co-host. Oh. Co-host is how I like to phrase it. Um, and yeah, guys, if you had any thoughts about anything we talked about on today's episode, hashtag light trees and pod. We love to hear from you guys, mostly because I truly do not remember what we talk about during the show. <laughs> like I black out when I'm recording and I remember nothing. And when you guys remind me of your favorite parts, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, and it just helps me remember stuff. So thank you. Spoiler alert, we were very silly today. We were super silly and I liked it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. And as usual, I, and I say this every episode, if you're not in a position where you can financially support the show, that's totally okay. No shame. I get it. Just tell your friends about the show. Whenever your friends tweet where they're like, uh, I'm so sick of all the podcasts I'm listening to. What are some new podcasts I should listen to? Or like, I'm about to go on this really long trip and I want to binge listen a show. Who should I listen to? Light Trees and Pod. That seriously helps so much because like a one-on-one -on -one recommendation means so much more than me like shouting into the ether, mm -hmm. you should listen to my show. If you don't know me, it's like, who's this insane yeah. woman? Um, but bring, bring us out of the void, guys. Yes, please pluck me from the void and into your <laughs> friend's ear. What a horrifying image. <laughs> but let's end on it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>